Well, as you know, TVNZ Sunday program always works hard to push a radical social engineering narrative, not generally presenting the debate, but usually pushing a one-sided view. Euthanasia, abortion, conversion therapy, surrogacy, transgendering children with puberty blockers, drug testing, saving the baby by uh, saving the environment by not having babies. And recently, they were back this time with babies. Although to be fair, it's actually an old story one that most people ignore because it illustrates what a friend of mine lovingly refers to as a pandemic of bonkers. Let's check it out. So in the recent Sunday program, it was about babies. A boy or a girl, it's usually been quick and easy for parents to describe their newborn baby, but a growing group of mums and dads are embracing what is known as gender-creative parenting. These parents are deliberately keeping the sex of their babies top secret because they say the children themselves should be free to decide as they grow up who they are. They're a new generation being raised not as baby boys or baby girls, but as babies. Well, that was the promo for the program. But before we look at Sunday's program, which was actually a rebroadcast of an Australian 60 Minutes episode, we can actually go all the way back to 2011 and to Canada, no surprise, to find a Canadian couple who was keeping their child's gender secret. When the Toronto Star first profiled Storm and her family in 2011, they turned heads the world over. Parents Kathy Witterick and David Stocker had decided not to publicly reveal the sex of their third child. The Toronto-based couple wanted to let Storm decide in her own time what gender she wanted to identify with. Uh, and fast forward to 2016 and an update on the family. And the article says, Their eldest child, Jazz, explains the difference. Sex is what, between, is what between your leg and gender is what you think of yourself as a person. Uh, all three of the Stocker-Witterick children were given a choice of gender identity. Now five and a half years old, Storm confidently says her preferred pronoun is she. Interview requests poured in from around the world, from NBC, National Geographic, in uh, 60 Minutes, uh, Anderson Cooper, Dr. Phil and the Oprah Winfrey Network. Kathy, the mum, works in education and training and supports queer and transgender family programs. Dad, the teacher, still teaches grade 7 and 8 at the City View Alternative Senior School during the year. The couple continues to unschool unschool their kids, a version of homeschooling where the young ones direct lessons based on what they hope to learn. Jazz 10 prefers the pronouns she and her. She identifies as a transgender girl, having begun her transition three days before she turned seven. Uh, the middle child, Keo 7, identifies as non-binary and uses the pronoun they. Mum also opts for they, while dad uses he or they. Okay. Uh, and then another family, not to be outdone, were the Myers. Uh, and in 2018, the media were focused on Kill Myers, who also we will see featured in the Sunday program. Now, Kill Myers saw the reports around the Canadian couple, and Myers is now the parent of a two-year-old baby called Zuma. But here's the key. Myers was a gender studies student at the University of Utah at the time. And because of this, she said she understood gender to be not a biological imperative, but rather a social construct. And according to a media report by The Independent in the UK, it says, Long before Kill Myers ever gave birth, she knew she wanted her child to be a baby, or a baby raised without the construct of gender. 
She described the moment she realised as a gender studies student at the University of Utah that gender was a social construct, one that she did not want to impose on this on her future child. Sure, there are biological differences among the sexes, I get that, but once I was exposed to it, I couldn't unsee or unlearn that gender is a social construction, Myers recalled. And when Myers did give birth two years ago to baby Zuma, she and her partner were adamant that Zuma grows up in an environment free of gender stereotypes where their child could come to an understanding of their own gender in their own time. When Myers gave birth to Zuma, she decided to keep their anatomy a secret from Zuma's grandparents so they would realise Myers was serious about her decision and her dedicated dedication to raising her child this way and so they would become comfortable using the correct pronouns. Yep, keeping it secret from the grandparents. Uh, Myers said so many of the root causes of health outcomes are related to gender, not sex. Um, well, not if you're talking about prostate cancer, breast cancer, ovarian and cervical cancer, pregnancy issues, Rett syndrome, menopause, testicular cancer, etc, etc, or biological sex-specific health issues. And you can follow Zuma's life at RaisingZuma.com. Look, this is nothing about showcasing an ideology or making the child a public display or pushing a narrative by the parents. No, of course not. But also in 2018, there were Massachusetts three-year-old twins, Zyla and Caden Sharp. And according to a report by NBC, boy or girl, parents raising babies let kids decide one way of shielding children from gender stereotypes, keep their biological sex secret. And is Zyla a boy or a girl? How about Caden? That's a question their parents, Nate and Julie Sharp from Massachusetts, say only the twins can decide. Have a watch of a couple of these clips. They don't notice that they're any different from any other children because they have no idea that some children are she and some children are he. All right. To them, they're all children. Um, so, like, they don't notice any difference, and the other kids that they're with don't notice any difference. Good job, guys. Uh, they don't notice they're different. Um, boys have a penis, girls have... Yep, kids talk, kids compare, kids can see. They're not dumb. This is just confusing them. Telling them that, you know, gender is something that's, that's fluid and, you know, a lot of people have penises identify as being boys, but that, that's not something that is necessary if you feel like you're a girl um, and vice versa. Yeah, I wonder if mummy can feel like she's daddy and does she need to inform the kids so they don't call her mama anymore? I mean, just asking. Uh, interestingly, the article goes on to say, uh, experts say that this is happening mostly in progressive, well-to-do enclaves. But what makes this gender-open style of parenting stand out and even controversial in some circles is that the parents do not reveal the sex of their children to anyone, even the children who are aware of their own body parts and how they may differ from others are not taught to associate those body parts with being a boy or girl. If no one knows a child's sex, these parents theorise the child can't be pigeonholed into gender stereotypes. And the article goes on and says, when the Sharps arrived at the hospital for the delivery, they asked the staff not to announce the twins' sex, even after the newborns were put in their arms. Their, their anatomy remained a mystery for several hours. Dr. John Stever, Assistant Professor of Pediatrics at the Mount Sinai Adolescent Health Centre in New York, sees gender-open parenting as a way to show children that they will be accepted no matter their identity. 
And just before we check out the Sunday program, yet another recent story on this as recently as 2021, entitled We're Raising Our Kids with No Gender, My Extraordinary Family. It was featured on the Truly YouTube channel, which seems to be a sort of video version of the Woman's Weekly, the home of incredible life stories. But this one has an added twist. The parents are not two, it's three. Yep, check out a couple of uh, these clips. Gwendolyn and Brynifer. They are in a polyamorous relationship and they all parent Hazel and Sparrow. We have a two-year-old antigender baby and a 10-year-old who is non-binary. They have chosen not to disclose Sparrow's gender. We don't know it yet. It's something that Sparrow's gonna have to figure out and then tell us. Please tell us how and why you decided to come out as non-binary. Because the pronouns she and he did not fit, non-binary was what I turned to. Though I do choose to act and look um, more feminine. Can I go down now? <laughs> and two and a half year old Sparrow has yet to make a choice about their gender. Sparrow, do you want a banana? Yeah. They're anti-gender, but we're using they, them pronouns. Sure, they have anatomy, we understand it, but like, that's not indicative of their identity. It's something that Sparrow's gonna have to figure out and then tell us before we can tell anyone else. Particularly because it's, you know, something that our parents did and they got it wrong. But Everyone on this planet are assigned a gender when we're young. And for most people, that identity assignment works well enough and they find how to make it their own. For those of us who are transgender, that assignment, it was, too radically different from what we felt we needed to express ourselves. And that definitely has influenced my views and opinions about gender. Uh, at the end of the day, what I think it is, is something that people get to decide on what it means to them, what it is, and how they express it. Okay, you'll notice in uh, all these cases what Canadian expert Dr. Kenneth Zucker refers to as family noise. Kenneth Zucker in his work found that gender dysphoric behaviour and identity in children can't be addressed without looking at family noise because it seldom manifests in a child isolated from other factors, gender dysphoria, particularly those existing within the family dynamic. And this is strongly verified when observing family interactions of such children as well as their parents' reaction to these children. And look, you can see some of that family noise in all of those stories we've just watched. Transgender themselves, gender studies academic, educated trainer, supporter for queer and transgender family programs, etc. So uh, finally, to the Sunday program, which as you can see, isn't really breaking new ground with the story on babies. In fact, it's an old story with very little traction, hopefully. Uh, it says, babies letting young children choose their own gender from 60 Minutes Australia. Now let's just watch a few short clips. We don't know if Bertie is a he or a she, or anything else for that matter. Bertie is a baby, because when Amy was pregnant, she and Danny made a controversial decision. So why did you decide to let a child choose their own gender? The experience of, of having grazed Evie um, and what we saw happen to Evie and the assumptions that were put on Evie um, as a girl um, were things that we weren't that comfortable with. I said to Danny, are we going to tell people the sex of Bertie, or the, the baby that we haven't yet had. Um, and Danny was, you know, quite unequivocal. Yes, I said, no. I said, let's just, let's just not 
tell people. But Tristan, I was shocked because it was just a few days before, <laughs> before I was giving birth. How hard was it to keep it a secret? Not as hard as we thought it would mm. be. And there was a case of that we thought, you know, people would find out very quickly because we'd have the relentless questioning about it. But after a while, people stop asking and then they start to make the assumptions one way or the other. Yeah, the parents said that the assumptions we put on EV9 as a girl is a problem. So with Birdie, we won't tell people their sex. But Evie is a well-developed, normal girl. So what's the actual issue here? And then it's off to the expert. And it's our gender studies academic from the University of Utah. The guru, apparently. We're not trying to eliminate gender. We're actually trying to show how limitless gender can be, right? And just really helping kids find their own path to it and follow their lead so that they feel comfortable and authentic. In America, someone who knows how it's done is gender creative parenting guru and social scientist, Dr. Kyle Myers. Seven years ago, Kyle and her Australian husband, Brent, had their first baby, Zuma. We didn't assign a gender at birth and we didn't disclose Zoomer's reproductive anatomy to people who didn't need to know. The reproductive anatomy that my kiddo was born with, I didn't want to assign too many labels and assumptions and, you know, destinies on top of that. You can't tell what your gender is by looking at your body. Gender is something you feel on the inside. Kyle has become the poster person for this unconventional parenting style, writing a best-selling book about her own experience. So you believe that if, if you're born with a penis, doesn't necessarily make you a boy. Right, right. Because so a lot of people who are born with penises identify as a boy. Um, and a lot of people who are born with vulvas identify as a girl. A big part of that is because they're assigned the boy and girl labels, right? And are socialized as such. Isn't that confusing for a little child? I think it's actually more confusing to make children think that what the eight billion people on the planet all neatly fit into one of two boxes. So. Yeah, um, did you note uh, Kilmeyer says the reproductive atomy, anatomy that my kiddo was born with, I didn't want to assign too many labels, assumptions and destinies. And binary is more confusing because eight billion people fit into two boxes. Yep, male and female, just as we were created. Binary isn't confusing. Ignoring biological reality is what really causes confusion. But finally, our Aussie couple again. There are many stories of parents who have decided to make their children conform when they don't conform. We've heard of parents who want their child to be a footballer, so stop them going to dance, Damn. who loves playing with dolls but has to do that in secret. We're not going to start saying that's not how you should behave. Parents who want their child to be a footballer but they want to dance. Um, that's the parents' issue. It's nothing to do with non-binary or choosing gender. You see, what all these parents fail to acknowledge is that male and female are natural and humanly universal realities. There simply are not many genders. But of course, there are many different ways to be a healthy male or female without holding to narrow gender stereotypes. In fact, very few people actually hold to absolute gender-distinct stereotypes and practicality, evidenced by how they act. We all see that. It is neither enlightened or loving parenting to pretend we can just let our children decide 
which gender they want to be. It's ideological and harmful. But the good news is that while the media try and push the whole babies thing, it's not really catching on like they'd hope it would. Uh, and that's probably because you just can't quite get around this little issue. Biology. Yes. I need to go to the bathroom. Okay, you can go. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. 